Repot it is presented by Rerouted. Rerouted is an online marketplace where you can buy, sell, or donate your used outdoor gear. If you have gear that's collecting dust in your closet or not being used anymore, please consider selling or donating it on rerouted.co. That's R-E-R-O-U-T-E-D dot C-O. Now, on to the Repot It podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Repot It. My name is Brian Shoning, your host, as always. And today, I have a very special friend of mine who's going to be a recurring guest on our podcast, friend of mine from high school, uh, Giles Ray. Giles, how's it going, buddy? It's going really well, Brian. How about you? Dude, I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have a story for us. You and one of uh, one of your buddies from college, who who I got to know pretty well, uh, took a took a backpacking trip through Yosemite a couple of years ago. Tell us about this trip. I I know. Here's the thing. I know that you have a lot of outdoor experiences, and you've been on a lot of fun trips. And when I asked you to pick to just pick one to come and chat with me on the podcast. You picked this one. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see, uh, to get the, the more than the 45 second version that I had you give me before the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely left a lot of details out during that 45 second version as you started very quickly questioning what I was saying. Um, but no, so this was a really fun trip. Like you said, I've done, you know, been on plenty of trips. This one was fun. Um, one, it was with one of my best friends from college. Two, this was like one of the earliest, like one of the first trips that I had to plan or me and my buddy had to plan the entire trip. You know, it was not, there's no sort of structure. We weren't taking it from any sort of, you know, anybody's playbook. We were just like, hey, we want to do our own backpacking trip. And we literally just dug into some maps and found a really cool trip. I'd never been so to Yosemite. Most of the most of the trips that you'd been on before were planned by family or just kind of planned by other people um either they had been through you know our our high school had an outdoor program and i did a lot of trips with that uh there was a summer camp i was really involved in that i went on a lot of trips in um there were a lot of trips i did that were kind of like cookie cutter trips maybe um would be the best way to describe it is you know their trips were like a lot of people do this trip they're like hey you start at this point you go to this point you see this thing this is one that we said is like neither of us had ever really spent any time in Yosemite. We we're like, hey, we want to see Yosemite, but we were trying to do it over Labor Day weekend. And we knew that we were already past the deadline to get any sort of, you know, normal, regular trip that a lot of people do. So we found a map, uh, you know, we grabbed a you know, you, you know, map of Yosemite National Park and the surrounding wilderness areas and started digging into it you know, and looking at the regulations for where we could get permits. And we already could tell, and we were planning this probably in, you know, sometime in early May, late April for a trip that we were going to do in Labor Day. And all of the backpacking permits for Yosemite um, that actually started in the park were already taken. So we knew we couldn't get a permit without going two days before getting the permit 48 hours before we started and then starting two days later. And we only had five days that burned a lot of time. So we found out that you could start in a trailhead outside of the park. You'd be in a quota for that trailhead, not for the national park. We figured that this is kind of a, like a weird back trailhead, but it was only a half a mile from the actual park itself. Um, so we're like, Hey, we actually have a pretty decent shot of probably grabbing a permit here. 
we planned a whole trip. It was going to be five days, about 50 miles, and um, you know, probably somewhere in the 30,000 feet of climbing over those five days. And yeah, we go over four or five different major passes. I mean, it was, a, it was an incredible trip, lots of up and down. Um, we submitted the permit application. We we're really stoked on the trip. And then we both left, uh, we were living in Salt Lake at the time. We both left town for the summer, weren't gonna see each other, weren't gonna have any time all summer to really put anything towards planning this. I was working at a summer camp that summer and had no time. Um, and he was off doing something at uh, back in Michigan, I believe. And we got back together a week before the, we left for the trip. We realized that neither of us had received the permit that we had submitted the application for. So it must've gotten lost in the mail. Um, and at that point we could have canceled our trip, but instead we said, you know what, let's just go out there. We know we can show up 45 or 48 hours before the trip starts or before the permit starts. We might be able to get a day of permit. We might be able to get one for the next day. We'll figure it out, but we're just going to show up as soon as that permit office opens. And we hopped in the truck and we drove out there as fast as we possibly could, got there, went to the permit office. I mean, we were there. I mean, we made breakfast in the parking lot at the permit office to make sure that we were able to get that permit. Um, and we walked in there, talked to the ranger at, um, and they were like, oh yeah, you're the first people to have it. You're not going to see anyone out there. It's like, oh, okay. That was, that's pretty neat. We drove up this awful road, super bumpy. I was, you know, we're driving my forerunner out there and it was like, that was not a fun road to be in the forerunner out there. And we got all the way out there and someone had driven their Prius all the way out there. Highly impressed at how far that thing made it. I would not have guessed that. Um, but we started our trip, had a you know good afternoon hike that day and saw one group, you know, one pair of people that day. We did not see another soul for the next three days, I think, as we went through parts of Yosemite National Park and kind of the southeast corner, the Ansel Adams Wilderness, and one other wilderness area, I believe, that's escaping me right now. Um, we went over four major passes, um, saw some absolutely incredible views, had some absolutely incredible campsites, um, had, had just an absolute, you know, had so much fun. I've never spent that much time in the, out in the woods not seeing another soul um to the point where like when we finally ran into another group of people on day what three or four of the trip we just had to stop and talk to them for like 15 minutes we're like hey you're the first like semblance of social interaction that we've had and i'm sorry that you're stuck with us for 15 minutes but we might turn around and follow you to talk to you for a little bit just so that way we don't lose our minds anymore like i love my love my buddy matt but Three three days of just you and one other person can start to start to be an entertaining experience. Let's say one hundred percent. And and I've gone on some of those extended extended trips with you know just just my dad. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's fun. You know, it's it's good to have that. It's good to have that time. But there uh, definitely are some periods of just being quiet. Yes, yes, yes. Lots of, you get to a point where you're like, we're just going to hike at our own pace. We may be with each other. We may not, but like, we're just going to meet up at every major high point and every major low point. So what was your favorite campsite? Um, 
they were all really cool. The last one was pretty incredible. Um, we had brought, we didn't bring a tent. We had just brought a tarp, hammocks, and sleeping pads. The last night was the only one where we couldn't find a decent spot to set up a hammock where we like felt good about the trees that it was going to be on and we weren't going to do any damage and whatnot. But we found a campsite with a big sandy patch right on the lake. Um, it was our last night there. And I mean, it was just gorgeous. I, yeah, that was one of the first, you know, that's the first time I ever was in that part of California and up at an alpine lake in, you know, kind of early September. Perfect. Just an incredible spot. Tons of fish in that lake. Um, I got into fly fishing a week after that trip was the first time I went fly fishing. Um, and as you know, that's now my big thing. Um, yeah. So a real, real missed opportunity there and have always like dreamed about going back to that lake because, you know, as we were walking around the lake, we could see hundreds of fish just kind of cruising the shallows. Um, but a gorgeous campsite, um, nice sandy patch for us to lay our, lay our sleeping bags in. We made our, made our mountain house or Alpine air, whatever freeze dried food we had, but we had also brought a jello no bake cheesecake with us to have us dessert at one point. Actually, really good not something that you should try and split between two people after each eating your own bag of dehydrated dinner we were so full we were laying in our sleeping bags just like passing this bag of jello no bake cheesecake back and forth and back and forth regretting the decision the entire time but we knew we had to finish it or we were going to have to carry it and we were very tired at this point we're not carrying anything extra um, so we just ate ourselves sick, put everything back in the bear box, and then had an incredible night's sleep before our last uh, last day of just downhill hiking back out. Lastly, what was your favorite piece of gear that you that you took on this trip? Um, it was not the bear bat or the bear cans that we rented from the campus outdoor, uh, rental place. Those were the heaviest and least comfortable bear cans I've ever used in my life. I did they work. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we never saw a bear. So like maybe they worked, maybe they didn't, I don't know, but they were like weirdly tapered on the ends and bulgy in the middle. So no matter what way you put it in your pack, it was always digging into your back. Um, and absurdly heavy. I went out and bought a new, like bought a good bear can after that, just so that way I never had to go through that again. Um, no, my favorite piece of gear I had on that trip, uh, was my Chacos actually. Um, I'm big, big Chaco guy, big proponent of having like a nice comfy piece of footwear for camp. They're not the lightest thing to carry with you, but that's like, that's my comfort item. And I had not, I'd been wearing hiking and walking around in Chacos all summer long, working at a summer camp. So my feet were very used to Chacos to then get back, go on a five day backpacking trip, wearing hiking boots the entire day, the last day out. Um, you know, and our packs had gotten fairly light at this point since we weren't carrying all that, all that food. Um, but they were still decently heavy. I and mean, we did not have terribly lightweight gear at that time. Um, the last day out, my feet, my heels and my uh, my Achilles was so beat up from my hiking boots that I could not stand to wear them another minute. Like it felt like something was wrong back there. So I ended up doing the last six or seven miles out that last day, maybe eight miles out, all in my Chacos. And it absolutely saved me from being beyond miserable the last day. Having a, a good pair of hiking boots that 
that don't wear your feet out, I think is one of the most important things about preparing for a camping trip. And in your case, having that kind of backup option, just in case anything goes wrong, seems mm-hmm. like, uh, seems like definitely, definitely the right play on a, on a longer trip like that. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's not like those weren't great hiking boots. I mean, at that point I had owned those hiking boots for six years. They had been pert, like they were super well broken in great boots. It was just the fact that I had not worn closed toed shoes in three and a half months and then went into five days of hiking boots. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gee, thank you. I, I call Giles G it's, uh, been a thing for a while thank you so much for uh for joining us today um really really appreciate you taking the time absolutely well thank you for having me it's been been fun to watch you doing this podcast and it's exciting to actually be on it for the first time and look forward to hopefully getting another opportunity giles gets to hear all of the uh start stop start stop and the uh see the entire editing process that goes that goes on here because we're uh, we're actually roommates which is why it's going to be really easy to to get him on here a bunch of times giles thanks uh thanks again looking forward to having you back soon absolutely thank you brian all right, everybody, that has been Repotted. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have gear to list, download our app on the Apple App Store, or the Google Play Store. That is the easiest way to list gear on Rerouted. If you want to browse for items, check out our website at rerouted.co. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have an awesome day. <laughs>